Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Happy birthday, Ron. This is your buddy, Max Starks. And I can't tell you how happy I am to be wishing you this birthday wish. It's been a great last eight years working with you and becoming friends. And, of course, feeling like I'm already an unofficial member of the Wolfly family. So joining the Wolf Pack, so to speak, I was drawn to your voice when I first came out here to the Valley because it just it gave me a sense of home because of your brother Craig and getting to know you. You are a tremendous human being. Uh, you have a huge heart and you are a great, great broadcaster and I'm blessed to say that I know you. So please enjoy this day and many, many more birthdays to come. Happy 60th birthday, Wolf. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Max. Love you, buddy. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. And you are a part of the family. There's no doubt about it. Really, Max officially part of the family, Oh, yeah. Huh? Definitely, without a doubt. Part of the Wu Fang clan. Do you think, should we, to be fair, should we ask Craig Wolfley and, and Dale Wolfley, too? I mean, I feel like they should have a say in this, right? <laughs> They're both joining us on the Arizona no! Sports Line right now. Oh, my goodness, guys. Good morning, my brothers. Happy birthday, bro. <laughs> and I'm not going to bother you with a song because you know that we are a family of whalers. You know, we are the family everybody in church sits away from. So that when we're singing, that they, nobody thinks that they're singing with us. Oh, my goodness. That's it. Soda Pop, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I, I just got one thing to say, a message I want to share with all the Basinonians and my crunk brothers. Happy birthday, Bodie boy. You're 60 years old, man. Oh, I love you, Doug. Love you, man. Oh, man. Uh, you guys, thank you for the dive bomb. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, next time, what please. we do, man. Yeah, I know. We do. Well, let me know so I can slide the protective cup in next time, please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. No doubt, man. man. Mucho love to you, bro. I hope it's a great day. I know it will be. And uh, I love what Max had to say. He is part of the Wolf League. Yes, we love the dude very much. So it's all good. Soda Pop, man. Derry, thank you. Appreciate you guys and love you guys more than I love, I love you, brother, very much, man. And uh, you know what? You are a special guy, man, special dude. And the next time I put a tweet out wishing you a happy birthday, hey, do a brother a favor and like it, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for crying All out right. loud. <laughs> oh, that was great. Thank you, Soad. Will fantastic. do. Okay, thanks for the dive bomb, brothers. Thanks, guys. We're out. <laughs> Take care. That was amazing, hearing a wolf do an impression of wolf. I, I'm going to need to, like, I need... To recalibrate after this, yeah, right. I, I, which wolf was that? Was that Dale doing the, the was, wolf impression? That was Dale. That's yeah, fantastic. that was Dale doing that. Of course, right there. Uh, Dale, of course, the most lethal wolfly by far. No way. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> um, this is a guy. Remember Ken Shamrock? Remember Ken Shamrock? Mm-hmm. The Ken, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, yep. of course. Ken Shamrock, and what an incredible. He used to put together a shoot team that actually would tour over in Asia, and he took ten guys with him, and they'd go and they'd fight, and Dale made. Ken Shamrock's team. 
Okay, just so you know. So don't mess with Dale if he's and ever Dale, in the studio. And by the way, right, and so to Bob too. Dale, my younger brother, basically, you know, needs he's three hundred and fifteen pounds himself. So it's not like he's small. <laughs> Craig still, I mean, Craig, Craig still walks around. He, he, he basically is, remember the old Russian power lifter. <laughs> you know what I mean? The old Russian power <laughs> lifters that would walk around with their belts on and stuff. That's Craig. That's Derry. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> You didn't see that coming, did this you? This is just a derailment of the entire broadcast it's a, it's right a, now. That was actually and a derailment of the derailment, right? <laughs> that now. was. It's so weird to hear my brothers. <laughs> here's here's my birthday present to you because I know you do want to talk oh, about no. this Commanders Bears game. Yes, and uh, and I rewatched that last play a few times where uh, where Mooney looks like he has a, a surefire touchdown, and then he gets hit and the ball pops up in the air, and then as he's going down, he still does somehow catch it, but he catches it outside of the goal line, and actually, technically, as you were saying during the break, probably out of bounds, too. That part didn't ultimately matter, but what an ending to that otherwise oh. not very in, in, uh, entertaining game. First of all, let me just say this. Last night, uh, we had competitive football based on our needs. It was competitive. It was. It was a game. It was contested. Now, one of the nastiest, dirtiest games I think I've ever seen. And when I say that, I don't mean like guys were cheap shotting guys. You know what I mean by nasty and dirty. This is how you know I know what you mean. I'm watching that game, Wolf, after the Coyotes game, and I'm like, boy, people are not liking this game. But I know one guy who is. (laughs) Sure enough, you came in with this big smile on your face. Hey, did you guys see that 12-7 game last night? Yes. um, I mean, you think about it. You you had this angle. Angry fan base that was out there, right? And they were railing around Justin Fields, and Fields had uh, one more chance to redeem himself, mm-hmm. and he came up short on an incredibly painful play to Darnell Mooney. I mean, did you see it, my brothers? Right now, uh, did you see it? The Bears' last play of the game. This thing was sadistic. <laughs> It was just... They'd have, they would be 3-3 three and three if he caught that ball. Like, right, exactly. Think about this, man. What a struggle the entire game was offensively for both sides. The Commanders, of course, and the Bears. What a struggle it was for both sides. You're talking about Carson Wentz erupted for 99 passing yards. <laughs> Nearly hit the century mark. 12-7, to seven, the final score in every yard. Every yard was work. It was contested. It was hard to move the ball. Offense was at a premium all night, and it came down to one bobbled ball for the Chicago Bears. That was a microcosm. That struggle by Mooney to catch the ball was a microcosm of the entire evening. And to see it come down to that play, the last play for the Bears on a fourth down play, where if he would have caught the ball cleanly, that's all he needed to do, catch it cleanly. It was a touchdown. And if he didn't catch it cleanly, bobbled it while the DB was pushing him back outside of the pay dirt stripe, the, the goal line, now all of a sudden, it's not. He was four inches short. Do you believe that? The microcosm of the game. Happened on the last play. Whoa, 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 whoa. a man. He's 60. It's your birthday. Hey, Wolf, I don't know if this puts you in the fighting spirit, but I want to make sure that you have a happy birthday on your 60th birthday. Congratulations. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Have a heck of a birthday, my brother. 
It's West Virginia. It's West Virginia. They got the win last night. Yeah. The Pride, who? West Virginia. Oh, yeah. They right. played Baylor last night. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know if you were talking about Pitt, if Pitt actually played last night. You don't night even or pay not. attention to your rivals. You're just like, whatever. It no, doesn't matter. Pitt. No, Nobody, of course, I'm not looking. Who's, who's Pitt got this one? Who cares? <laughs> Larry? Yeah. Who cares? That's the second time Mark May has, uh, has dive bombed you on the show. In yeah, the last, by the like, way, month. Mark, uh, love you, buddy. Seriously. Um, but you went to Pitt. <laughs> Wear it, okay? All right. We come back over to basketball. (laughs) Fairly big name. Actually, a very big name. Maybe slightly being linked to the Suns. Probably going to get a mixed reaction from the fan base. We'll tell you who it is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Happy 60th birthday to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ron Wolfley. Happy birthday, man. I hope you enjoy yourself. From the one and only, the Quan. <laughs> All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, I'm, I'm being dive-bombed all morning here because, yes, I'm 60. Thank you. Um, but you know what? The Quan, just to hear the Quan. Yeah. <laughs> that was worth it all. Right you don't get a lot of uh, birthday wishes from the Quan. Not the a lot Quan. of people get those. Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> and Quan Bolden calling in there. Um, well, if we're going to flip over to basketball, because I want to throw this name out there. And uh, and see what sort of reaction we get. This is uh, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson from Bally Sports had this one. Said there are four teams that have interest in Carmelo Anthony. And the Phoenix Suns are one of them. Okay. It's the uh, the Suns, the Nets, the Warriors, and the Knicks for some reason. But the Suns, the Nets, and the Warriors... So three teams that have NBA title aspirations this season. Even if you don't believe that all three of those teams are capable of winning, obviously the Warriors are because they just did a couple months ago. But uh, Carmelo Anthony, they have kind of missed their chance to make any sort of bigger move. I don't know. I don't know on this one. Can I I tell you right now, the way I'm reacting to this is very, very positive right now. I would love it, absolutely love it, if in fact somehow, some way they could land Melo. Um, this uh, Carmelo Anthony is going to be a bench player. That's what he's going to be. He's going to come off the bench at this point in his career. He's gotten better on the defensive end of the floor. He's gotten better on the defensive end of the floor. The older he's got, he has stepped away from me. You know, I'm just just going to go ahead and I'm going to be a scorer. That's all I'm going to do right there. He would help the Phoenix Suns. I believe this. He's gone through a paradigm shift in his career. He was actually one of the bright spots on the Lakers last year, if you go back and watch that team. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we fall into the trap with certain players. Like, if you look at Carmelo Anthony, you compare him to prime Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Well, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Yes. But would you take a guy that averaged about 13.5 points last year, shot 37.5% from three, um, has had a lot of success in this league, and look, if you're looking for a way they could get him, Chris Paul would be the way they could get him. It's yes. not the only way, but the main way. You know, you're not giving up a whole lot for him. You know, it's not going to have to pay him a ton. You don't have to trade any. Like, I don't know. This is, I don't hate this as much as I think some people are going to have the reaction of Carmelo. He's not as good as he used to be. No, he is not. He is still better than some of the yes. options they have right now. No, that, and that's the thing about it right now. You know, everyone keeps talking about the bench of the Phoenix Suns and, 
listen, rightfully so. Rightfully so, right now, until you see the bench come together and actually go out and play. First of all, who's going to be the sixth man? Who's going to be that guy coming off first, right? Campaign? It looks like maybe Landry Shaman. I mean, who knows? But, but that's the thing, who knows? Who knows? But I, I think we're all waiting to see how this bench comes together, first from a roster perspective, um, and what moves James Jones might actually orchestrate before they play the Dallas Mavericks, and, or maybe even after. But I think we're all waiting to see how the bench is going to come together and who's going to be involved and who's going to get the most minutes coming off the bench. And how is that all going to gel? I, there's a lot of questions there. I don't look at Carmelo Anthony messing that up. I look at that as a strength. Yeah, he's not... Look, he's not the player LeBron James is, but he doesn't bring the the potential baggage to your team. You know, when LeBron's name came up in the offseason, every Suns fan was like, no, I don't want him. And it wasn't just, why well, I hate the Lakers. It was, well, if he's here, is he the GM? Is he bringing in all his friends? Is he gutting the rod? You don't have to deal with any of that with Carmelo Anthony. Um, it, with the Suns, with James Jones, with Monty Williams, with this team where it is, what I would like about that move is it wouldn't be a publicity stunt. You know, it wouldn't be like, hey, look at us. We got Carmelo Anthony. We can put him on, 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 you know, on the front of the schedule and on Twitter and all the highlight reels going into the season that we play on the scoreboard to, to pump us up for the game. We have Carmelo Anthony. He would be a bench guy on this team. And if he's here, I would assume he's embracing that role. Now, look, this deal is far from done, but. It's an interesting thought because you have gotten this late in the game. We are just a few days away from the start of the season. And like I keep saying, I feel like the Suns roster is uh, is is still kind of incomplete. I am intrigued by Dwayne Washington, not just because of that last preseason game, but I just randomly happened to see a couple of his best games last year with the Pacers. And he spoke to Bickley and Murata yesterday, or actually today, uh, about uh, fitting in with this team. It's been a blessing, um, you know, just... I was friends with Tory Craig on the Pacers. I grew up, uh, you know, knowing Colin Devin Booker, my big brother, and um, had just been looking up to Chris Paul for a while. So being able to, you know, dive into these relationships has been a blessing. And um, for me, I'm just trying to fit in and, uh, you know, be a, be, a, be a guy that can they can be close with everybody. And, you know, that's what I pride myself on, being a good communicator, um, being a good person, man, just being outgoing and friendly. So, uh, building these relationships, man, has, has been great. And, you know, the, the connection and chemistries will only get better as we continue on in the season. Yeah, um, you listen, uh, you know, Dwayne Washington, uh, he had a really, really good preseason, of course. And I, I think he's going to definitely help at some point. I think he's going to contribute. Um, what I do love about this, for the most part, though, you're not counting on 22-year-olds like Dwayne Washington to go out and do it. You're not doing that. I think they've got an excellent blend. It's one of the reasons why I'll bring the conversation back to Car- Carmelo, because I think when you look at Dario Saric, you look at Tory Craig, I mean, these guys are hardcore veterans. These guys are pros, I think, for the most part. Landry Shamit, of course, campaign. You look at guys, it's not like you're counting on a bunch of 22-year-olds. I think campaign, and we were talking about this the other day, but to me, that's where I start. When I talk about this bench, the expectation of the Phoenix Suns should be on campaign to return to what we saw. And if he doesn't? There's a reason why, and I want to know what that reason is. Well, yeah, and I think that is the expectation internally. And and it's not like I don't think campaign can do it. I'm just a little uneasy 
with so much of the season hinging on on campaign doing it. You know what I mean? When you have a roster of of Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and DeAndre Ayton and you got as close as you did two years ago and you looked like you were better last year, I don't want it all hinging on campaign because I think campaign is the guy that on certain nights are going to be like, campaign took over last night and that's why they won. But there's going to be other nights where like, what did campaign just do last night? And that's why they lost. <laughs> right. This team's too good for okay. that. Um, how about this, though? It, it's interesting to me that you said this, and I'm not disagreeing with it, and I'm not trying to metaphorically put you on the couch and psychoanalyze you. Sounds like right you might now, be. okay? Well, you know what? Kind of. I, I, I might be right here. Did you get your brothers but, to call back? No, no, you do not. But um, why do you think the Phoenix Suns have that expectation? Why, why do you think, why do you say, I think that's, I think they do expect campaign to actually come back. Why would you say that? Where's the evidence that you expect the, that the Suns' expectation of campaign is he's going to play like he did because two Because they years haven't ago. done anything. They haven't done anything. <laughs> Behind Chris Paul, so they I'm assuming. They haven't done anything. Do you think James Jones is walking around just going, <laughs> we don't have anybody. We just, right. He he's doing it for a reason. Yeah, and, and I think campaign if he is the seventh man is still playing a huge role in this team because he's Chris Paul's backup. I just I wouldn't hate if there was a more established, reliable, stable sixth man they had Are to you go to. Talking about Carmelo, Carmelo could be interesting, man. Especially too, once again, because suddenly Carmelo Anthony gets it. All those years of just bawling. I just think you know what you're going to get defense. most nights. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did not. He actually, it's amazing because unless I'm mistaken, Carmelo Anthony, and I'm not mistaken, as I recall. <laughs> forget about being. Are you kidding? It's my birthday. I'm going to see what I'm like. Wolf's 60th birthday. Hey, Wolf. Kyle Vandenbosch here. Not all heroes wear capes. Some have neck rolls and flat top haircuts. Your passion for the game of football, for the basin, and for life in general are an asset to the Valley. Now that you're fat and 60, I wish you a year full of wedge busting, fullback ISOs, and 12 personnel. Happy birthday, Wolf. I appreciate that, Kyle. Thank you so much. And yeah, you know what? A wham block never hurt any defensive end. Isn't that right, Kyle? You're getting a lot of, uh, wait, is this the one with the, the meow at the just, end? Man, that was, that's just awesome right there. How about a wham block, Kyle? Yeah! <laughs> what is the cat? What's with the cat? Who's playing the cat? Seriously. Who's playing the cat? Uh, he's, it's a part of the music. Yeah. There's no cat here. <laughs> We're all dogs. Oh, my god! I'll tell you what, if you were barking loud enough, Wolf, that cat would start barking. <laughs> okay. Um, Kyle, that kitty, that kitty cat was for you, Kyle. A lot of people uh, wishing you some 12 personnel for your birthday. I'm noticing a theme. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Okay. Who or what is going to be the key when the Cardinals face the Seahawks on Sunday? It is the week six edition of Fulcrum Football. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 
Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Hello, Wolf Dog. Uh, hey, man, I just wanted to chime in and tell you happy birthday, big fella. It's the Big 6-0, and uh, you are now 60. Welcome to the other side, big fella. Happy birthday. Enjoy your day. God bless you and your entire family, man. The Wolf Lee Clan. Love you, man. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, no way. Love you, DK. Best teammate ever. Go out and brawl all day long. And tell somebody what you were going to do about it. Love you, dog. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. Just to be clear for the listening audience, Wolf, that was Derek Kennard. That was Derek Kennard, yes. yes. DK. He's the one that they had pin you down when you got the uh, the shot under the he's toe, He's the right? guy yeah. that they, he laid over my legs when I was getting shot up, and he's also the guy we call Sea Hag because he'd laugh. And this is a guy who's 340. Okay, there's the course. The coin for, well, you won. It's your birthday. Okay, um, you so you're saying I'm going first. Yes, it came up birthday cake, so you Okay, win. here we go, Basinonians. Gather on the transistor and, and press the ear. Um, Should I explain my, the rules at all? Are we good? No. Okay, okay yeah, go well, ahead. Just, yeah. We're, the players just for Sunday, not the best players, but players, Cardinals, Seahawks, that are most likely to swing this week six game. Okay. Wolf see, goes first. Yeah, I see what you did right there. You actually, hey, why don't you go? And then you set me yeah, up so you that, could just. So you could look ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay, my first fulcrum football player has got to be Byron Murphy. Oh, Byron Murphy. <laughs> All right. Okay, Byron Murphy. Why would you say Byron Murphy? Well, because he has truly been a shutdown corner for the Arizona Cardinals through five games. Byron Murphy is having an excellent season. As a matter of fact, right now, if you had to pick one guy on the defensive side of the ball that is having a great year, it'd be Byron Murphy. Okay, so the Seattle Seahawks right now are tearing up the National Football League in terms of their offense. And it's not just running the ball. It's not. Yeah, they're the number one yards per play rushing team in the NFL. But they're tearing it up by throwing the ball with Geno Smith. And because of that and the combination of Tyler Lockett and, of course, D.K. Metcalf, you better have a guy that can walk up over one of those guys and hold up, or otherwise you're going to be exploited. For me, I'm taking Byron Murphy. He's my first fulcrum football player. All right, that's a good pick. You go Byron Murphy. I thought you were going to go offensive line since you have done that the last couple weeks. Not this week, Byron Murphy. Wolf, I'm going to counter with who I assume is now the Cardinals starting running back. I will go with Eno Benjamin. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yes, Eno stepping in into a much bigger role against a team that can't stop the run, and the Cardinals still do not have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm excited for Eno, and also it's not just excitement for Eno. They need him to have a decent game. Okay, that's a good one right there, Luke. I'm going to give you, you know, Benjamin. That's good. Um, okay, my second fulcrum football player, Marco Wilson. Hey there, this is Jim McMahon calling Ron Wolfley to wish him a happy 60th birthday, you old coot. 
Hey, Bob. Hope everything's going well, and I uh, hope to see you soon. Happy birthday. Jimmy back. No, Mel, what are you... Okay. Um... Jimmy back. You were ready oh, for that was awesome. That's Jimmy why I was back. hurrying through my Eno pick. I was like, Eno, and he plays running back. Your turn, Wolf. Okay, Marco Wilson. Um, <laughs> well, you got two wide receivers, don't you, Pete Carroll? You got Tyler Lockett, of course, and you got DK Metcalf right there. Byron Murphy's not going to be it. Byron Murphy, he's not going to be enough, is he? You're going to need Marco Wilson to step up and ball out as well. I'm, I'm fascinated with this, Basin Onions. Would you take Byron Murphy and put him over Tyler Lockett first? And then roll a safety over DK Metcalf opposite of Byron Murphy? Or would you do it exactly opposite? Would you take Byron Murphy and stick him on DK Metcalf and maybe roll a safety over the top of Tyler Lockett? For me... I'm going to put him on Tyler Lockett. I'm going to put the shadow on Tyler Lockett in the form of Byron Murphy. I want them to put somebody on Tyler Lockett because I feel like he burns them every year. Exactly. But, but Wolf, I'm interested, though, because a lot of times when Russell Wilson would scramble around and he would buy time, Lockett was always the guy open down the field. So it, Lockett's still putting up good numbers this year, but I, I want to see how different it looks with Geno. You know what I mean? Yes. Because he was he was Russell Wilson's safety outlet. I'm running around, about to get sacked. I'll just heave it 45 yards to Tyler Lockett. And now Russ is, I'm running around, about to get sacked. I'm going to go watch Nathaniel Hackett kick a 64-yard field goal. Yes. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. So Um, that's my second fulcrum football. My second pick, and I better take him here because I'm worried you may take him, is Buda Baker. Get your popcorn ready. Buda, who seems to always have memorable games against the Seahawks, obviously has his ties to the Seattle area and played for the Huskies as well. And, you know, it is... I've said this before, but the way we feel about DK Metcalf, oh, we took Andy Isabella, it should be DK Metcalf, is the way Seahawks fans feel about Buda Baker. Yes. It really is. Interesting. You lost a bunch of games. Okay, don't get me started. Um, My third fulcrum football player, yeah, you're going to see a theme. There typically is one. Zach Allen. Oh, boy, that sounded good. Didn't it? Beat your chest. Zach Allen, man. Um, Look, the Seattle Seahawks suck, but they can also run the ball. They can run the ball, um, and they can throw it. You need to get pressure in Geno Smith's face, and Zach Allen can do that. And also, Zach Allen can impact the rushing attack as well. Listen, Zach Allen, my third fulcrum football player. All right, Wolf, for my third pick, I'm going to go on the other side, and I'm going to take a Seahawk here. Yeah, <laughs> you just physically lean back in I your did. chair like, what I are you doing? Okay, what? I'm going to take Kenneth Walker the third oh. because he is an unknown. They don't have Rashad Penny. You mentioned how well they run the ball. They don't have Rashad Penny. So if the Cardinals can stop Kenneth Walker, I like their chances, but he is an unknown. He's a pretty high draft pick for a running back. I believe Today, we celebrate Ron Wolfley's birthday. Happy birthday, honey. I love you. Hey, Wolf, this is Cam Johnson. Just wanted to wish you a happy 60th birthday, man. Appreciate you. Happy 60th birthday, Wolf. You knew how to get things done as a player, and you've continued to do the same thing on radio. I always have enjoyed our interviews on your show, and I love hearing your analyst work on the Cardinals broadcast when I'm on the road. Take care, my friend. Happy birthday and best wishes. Wow, about that right there, Cam, man. That's so cool. Thank you. And Phil Savage, 
the legendary Phil Savage, the best last name in the history of mankind. Savage. Savage. Are you kidding me? Oh, that is so cool. But Cam Johnson just jumping in there with a quick. I know, Cam Johnson, man. Not like he's busy. Was that this year? Was that? that I mean, you turned 60 (laughs) today. Did he say 60? I'm sorry. I was. I'll play it again. Okay. No. I was like, are you kidding? Um, Oh, here, don't do that. No, no, look again. what you've done. Look what's happening. Yes, look what you've done. Isn't that a title of a song? Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, Wolf, this is Cam Johnson. Just wanted to wish you a happy 60th birthday, man. Appreciate you. I'm the, sorry, the man. The guy's out there trying to become easy. He's working his way into the starting lineup. They told look, him to work on rebounding, and now he has to wish you a birthday twice. Say, no, can I just say this? I wanted to hear that again. Yeah, yeah, I mean, did. that's good right there. It was Cam. <laughs> you should make it your outgoing voicemail. This young guy, are you kidding me, Cam? So much belief in you right now. I think we'd all say that. Stay Step up and take that next step in your career, young dog. We are giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul as he takes on legendary UFC champion Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. So head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. We come back. All right. We've talked a lot about when the Cardinals have the ball, what that's going to look like this week. Well, what do you expect when the Seahawks have the ball and that Cardinals defense is on the field? We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Rob, Todd Walsh here. You know, many years ago, George Foreman proclaimed that 40 is not a death sentence, and he was right. I'm not sure about 60. I'm right behind you. <laughs> I know you'll let me know. Listen, I, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again here and now on your birthday. Um, I'll never forget what you did for me so many years ago in the fall of 1988, validating my existence. A 24-year-old with a mullet and a tape recorder and a clipboard and a confident way trying to find his way around the National Football League. I couldn't have done that if not for you blessing me. I cherish those memories, the Wednesday nights in the 620 Sports Line, those cab rides to stadiums all over the National Football League, and even the moments we've shared since. You're one in a million, man. And the music that I'm playing right now in your in your honor today is uh, well, it's those guys up there. It's, it's from Pearl Jam, from Lost Dogs, The Strangest Tribe. Because as you and I both know, we're we're kindred spirits of the strangest tribe. Happy birthday, man. My abstract brother, Toddy Walsh. <laughs> no doubt about it. I love you, bro, and you know that, man. You and your weird mind. This is perfect right here, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert. Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. I like that one because you never know where a birthday message from Todd Walsh is going to go. Yeah, exactly. Could have gone anywhere. No, he's, he lives in the abstract, and uh, that's why he gets me I was gonna say, for the you, most part. He said that like somebody who's never been to the abstract. <laughs> Let me tell you about you, Wolf. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here, let's talk about this game. I know you okay. like this. I know you like go. talking about uh, with the Cardinals' defense, what they have done basically for four weeks, three and a half weeks. They have given the Cardinals a chance to win each of the last four games. You can make a pretty strong case. The Cardinals should have found a way to win each of the last four games because of what their defense has done after that really bad performance against the Chiefs. So when the defense is on the field, 
they're a bit of a surprise this year. And they're going to be up against the Seahawks offense, which is definitely a surprise this year with Geno Smith. What are you expecting? Yeah, you know, this, I, honestly, can I just answer the question quiz, uh, quickly and say, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what to expect. Right. I really don't. Should because we go to break? I, no. Oh. <laughs> because I'm blown away by the Seattle Seahawks. And it's, it's one of those situations where you say to yourself, yeah, but. It feels like, so I, I asked a friend of mine who lives I'm not in Seattle, buying it. that's a big Seahawks fan. And I was like, what, what are you guys feeling about Geno Smith up there, right? Like, is it is everybody yeah. all in? And he's like, we're enjoying it. It's been a fun ride. Yes. But we don't know how long it's going to last. Okay, see, I mean, that's you have to ask yourself, how can a guy look so disparate uh-huh. in his career? Uh-huh. From what he was when he got his shot. What he, what he was like when he got that opportunity. And then all of a sudden, we all know what happened. And the punch to the face, <laughs> suddenly he was exiled. What a weird plot twist. Yes, for career. years exiled. And now he's getting another opportunity to make good, another shot. And he looks like a completely different core. I, I don't know, if, have we ever seen anything like this in the NFL? I, I we discussed this a little bit the other not, day. Not quite but. like this, right? Where a guy, especially at that position... I mean, I remember when he got drafted, it was like, hey, is this guy going to be like a top 10 pick? Is he a top five pick for a while leading up? And then as he got closer to the draft, it was like, okay, he's probably not going to be there. But he was the like the poster boy for sliding down a draft, and they kept putting the camera on him, and he just looked more and more stressed and sad every time. And he gets to New York, and you know the Jets are not the best team to land on, typically, if you're a quarterback yes. in the last 30 years. Um, for him to basically disappear for five or six years depending on what you you make of last year with Seattle, and now to be leading the league in completion percentage and quarterback rating, uh, no, I don't remember, to answer your question, a time where we've seen anything quite like this. He may carve the Cardinals up on Sunday, Wolf, but I also, and this is not to be disrespectful to the guy because he has done really well for five straight weeks, he still seems to me like a guy that Jalen Thompson could pick off, or Byron Murphy could jump a route, or Isaiah Simmons could force a fumble, or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it seems like Seattle should be the sort of team that the Cardinals' defense could force a game-changing play against. Yes. But they haven't been that all season. No, I, I know. Um, it's just it's crazy to watch. It's something we've talked about all week long. But I'm wondering if the Arizona Cardinals, if they can't stop the run base earnings, I'm telling you right now, in Geno Smith, is going to go out and play the way that we've seen Geno Smith play right now. If, in fact, the entire playbook is open to the Seattle Seahawks, I don't see a way the Arizona Cardinals can win a game on the road. That's why Kenneth Walker was such a good pick by me in Fulcrum football. Because yeah. that's who's going to be running the ball for that Seattle. That's right there. If you, you have confidence him. in Kenneth Walker, huh? But uh, no, I'm just saying, I mean, that's the definition of Fulcrum football. Oh, if he runs all over the Cardinals, I okay. agree. They're in trouble. If they stop him, I think they win the game. Yeah. He's averaging what over six yards a carry right now. Six point three yards yeah. per carry. Well, I wasn't going to bring right that there. up. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he, honestly. Um, 
The one thing is, Richard Penny, though, is a guy that is so thick. He is. He's an excellent runner. He was over six yards per, per carry, yes, too, he was. And, and he had a lot more carries. He was rolling, man, and he was at the beating heart of them being number one in terms of rushing yards per play. They they can run the ball, so the Cardinals have got to be able to shut that down because if Geno Smith has the ability to line up and have his offense run the ball and run it well, especially in rundown situation, um, now all of a sudden the entire playbook is open. And that's when it gets really, really dicey and really dangerous when you have guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. This is J.J. Watt on uh, Geno Smith's strong start to this season. I mean, this guy's playing unbelievable football. I mean, I think he's number one in pass rating, number one in completion percentage in the league. Um, the guy's out there, I mean, it's not like he's throwing checkdowns either. I mean, he's throwing 50, 60-yard bombs and dropping it in the bucket and playing great football. He's putting him in good situations, and he can move when he has to. I mean, he's doing an unbelievable job. So uh, it's a great challenge for us, and he's doing a really good job. It's a big distinction right there that J.J. Watt just drew, too. This is not... Like Mac Jones last year was getting it done for the Patriots for a little while, right? But you watch the games and they're handing off 97% of the time or he's throwing little three-yard passes and then the running back is running it down the field after he makes the catch or they're just not moving the ball. It's like Seattle is attacking with Geno Smith and he'll just sling it down the field 35 yards if you're not careful. Yeah, no, he definitely will do that, and he's got the receivers to do that with. And when you talk about D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, everyone forgets about Will Disley, their tight end. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgets about Will Disley right now. I think he's got three. Yeah, he does. Three t- three touchdowns on the season. That's more than D.K. Metcalf. That's more than Tyler Lockett. I had to interview him once after. Remember that season when the Cardinals couldn't stop a tight end? And Will Disley went out there and, and was one of those tight ends that went out and scored on them. And I had to interview him afterwards for I don't remember who. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, they got a couple of touchdowns. They like, all right, calm down, Will. We're sick of the tight end scoring against the uh, the Cardinals. Not an issue as much this year, but he could be an issue. You're right, because you put all your attention on those two receivers. And why wouldn't you? That's a good way to get burned. Yes. Toast. It's Wolf's Sexagenennial, the Diamond Jubilee of Life. Love you, Daddy. Happy birthday. Hey, Wolf. Happy birthday from the bowels of Aloha Stadium. You know who this is? No way. No way. Chris Spielman? That's who I believe it is. Are you serious? I like how he ended it with, you know who this is. <laughs> That's awesome. You'd think he'd be busy right now, too. Isn't he running a football team? you you got to be kidding me, man. Right there, I just honestly, to hear uh, Savannah, Savannah Shea, talking about my daughter, Savannah. I think when you turned 50, they did something. On the show, and, and they had gotten her and your wife to voice go. some stuff. So that's what those voices are. Somebody give me the Kleenex right now. <laughs> that is awesome, man. There you go. Chris Spielman from the Bowls. <laughs> oh, what a story that was, man. Seriously. Chris Spielman and I were out at um, the Pro Bowl, of course. And it was amazing because we were getting ready to go play in the Pro Bowl, our first Pro Bowls out there. And Spiels was just as intense as I was. The eye block was on, and both of us were ready to go out and actually play like we were fourth quarter Super Bowl 
in the Pro Bowl, okay, because it was our first. Chris Spielman knows one way to play the game of football, and that is to the wall, if you know what I mean. And at that point in time, I had the same desperation, ladies and gentlemen, the same desperation to the wall. So we decided, you know what? Hey, listen, none of these guys, they're, they're, they're not getting ready to play a football game. They're all high-fiving and laughing and joking, and the music was on. vacation in so Hawaii. You know, Spiels and I went ahead, and we took ourselves into the equipment room under the Aloha Stadium steps. I still remember the steps going up, the cement stairs going up in this this uh, equipment room, dark. And suddenly we were playing Pink Floyd, and it was just me and Spielman. Back there getting ready, not saying a word to each other, sitting on dummies, getting ready to go ball out for a Pro Bowl. For the Pro Bowl. Hey, Wolf, happy birthday from the bowels of Aloha Stadium. <laughs> you know who this is? <laughs> well, how could you not after that story? Yeah, we know who it is, you, you dirtbag. Coming up next, we'll take you to the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It is the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Love you, Spills.